0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, ooh it's so good to see all you guys again, I missed you, it's been a minute. So let me explain why I haven't uploaded any content or done any live streaming for like a week or so. Uh, One of the reasons is because I had to take a road trip for a couple of days for some family stuff, but the main reason is that my laptop broke. I don't know if it's the motherboard or the battery or something in it, but it just won't charge. And it's dead dead. So I haven't been able to really like do anything at all. I had to take this old desktop that's a few years old and update it and get all my stuff set up. And anyway, um, I'm able to live stream on this old computer. Hopefully I can freaking get my other one fixed or something, I don't know. Cause it's a pain in the butt and there's some data on there that it would be nice to have. But anyway, we're back in business. Hello again, everybody. Uh, it's Wednesday. August 25th 2021 and obviously just a lot of stuff going on so uh, from here on out my live stream schedule are going to be Monday Wednesday Fridays but I'm going to make it a couple of hours earlier probably sometime in the early afternoon maybe around 1 or 2 p.m pacific time like uh, I'm doing now so anyway Go find me on Telegram or subscribe to my email newsletter through my website, and I will let you know uh, through there exactly when they are going to be. But as for that, guys, you know, there's not much else for me to say at the moment. Let's just go ahead and get now into these articles, news stories of the day. So hot topic of this week is the FDA approving the Pfizer and BioNTech vaccine for use. Now, here's one quick thing on this, okay? Uh, I'm gonna do probably a dedicated video on this subject, but there's a lot of hoopla going on the past couple of days and people claiming that, well, there's some interesting narratives being thrown around, but basically the rhetoric involves that it wasn't actually approved some people are saying there's two different shots. Some people are saying the new approved one isn't made yet. Some it, There's a lot of confusion. Basically, I I don't really agree with any of that. And I know that contradicts a lot of people out there. I'm not saying that they are intentionally misleading, but I think a lot of people are just not really reading the documents thoroughly. And they're just listening to talking heads on the Internet and going through the whole appeal to authority, uh, logical fallacy. I think people are just getting it misconstrued, quite frankly. Clearly, if you read the documentation, yes, it was approved. Um, They extended the EUA for the 12 to 15 age range. And I think a lot of people just don't get the whole licensing process. It's technically the same vaccine, but it's a different vaccine, okay? It's the same mRNA COVID juice, the same ingredients, the same cocktail that they were using for the emergency use authorization shots, just slapped with a new name, okay? So technically it's the same vaccine, but technically it's a different product than what was being used already, all right? So there's like a lot of clarification that needs to be had, and I think a lot of people out there doing their interviews and making their tweets and all that, they're just not going that extra step to clarify these sorts of things. Now, I'm no super duper expert in these subjects, but I do have a little bit of experience, a few years experience in the licensing and labeling of supplements, okay? which is. Very similar to what's going on here. So, yeah, I mean, it looks approved to me. I don't know how people are really getting it wrong. It's just coming out with a licensed product. And in fact, the licensed brand name, what do they call it? Come, confirm, I can't get this name right. No matter how many times I read it and type it. community is that it? I think that's it, community So the community brand name shot is already being made and it's already being produced, it's just, for Europe. It's not being made and produced in America yet, right? So, again, it's it's I think a lot of people are getting it misconstrued. And yes, you guys are correct in the chat. It's not like the FDA made that document easy to understand in the first place. There was a, it was just very confusing, but that's for whatever rhyme and reason, maybe they intentionally did that, who knows, but it is approved, folks. It's approved. Like that's it's doing the whole oh, it's not approved thing I don't think that's a good battle we want to get into. Because imagine somebody hears that talking point. They go, oh, oh, it hasn't actually been approved. And they try to go to their employer or go to somebody and use that talking point in an effort to get out of getting vaccinated. Their employer is just going to look at them like they're absolutely batshit crazy. Like, it's not going to work, right? And in fact, it... it, The idea of it getting approved is important to look at because clearly the clinical trials are a long time, ways away from being done. So if the FDA went and approved a private corporation's product without these clinical trials being done and saying, hey, we can use this licensed brand name commodity shot as the EUA shots, like that's literally on the FDA's website. So they even admit it's the same thing and it is approved. Uh, you know, th- those are the problems. Those are the issues we want to be looking at, not getting into this, oh, it's not really approved debate, because that just makes us look like idiots. And a lot of people aren't going to get that. They're not going to understand that. So anyway, that's my quick rant on that. Again, I know a lot of people are going to call me wrong. They're going to say, oh, this doctor said this, or this person said this. I understand that. And I'm not saying the people, the doctors or, or people writing their articles or websites, claiming it hasn't been approved. I'm not saying they're wrong, it's just there's a lot of gray area in the middle that we have to clarify. And I'm not seeing a lot of people clarifying it. So, me being me, I'm trying to clarify it as best I understand it. And not, I'm not even saying I'm correct. I just, I think I'm right, right? <laughs> I, I have confidence that I'm right because I really scoured these things and and uh, everybody's claims. So, anyway, uh, let's move on from this. I'll, I'm I'm saying they're wrong. Well, a few things I've seen people say, and I'm like, that's that's looks like it's wrong. A lot of people are telling me to listen to Dr. Malone on the War Room pandemic. He's the inventor of mRNA. Uh, I understand that he is an mRNA scientist, but he's not a legalese and licensing expert, right? And when I was listening to Dr. Malone, there were a few things he said that I was like, I that doesn't really vibe with the evidence and facts we have. Right in front of our faces so i don't think he was clarifying too well quite honestly dr malone seems like a good dude not saying he's intentionally misleading but i think he could have been better with his uh clarifications and i do not think he invented the mrna vax okay i think he was a scientist on mrna technology years and years ago but to say he invented the mrna vax i don't think he did i don't think he did but anyway Let's get now through our next articles here. So Pfizer is now going for their approval for the booster dose. So what they have now ain't enough. They're going for the booster dose approval. And then Moderna here is completing the filing for approval of their vaccine. So again, folks, it's, I mean, clearly a BLA was issued. BLA means biologics license application. That is the approval. It was issued. Like how, I just don't, a a lot of this, a lot of these talking points and this rhetoric getting thrown around. I understand people are confused and I'm kind of confused myself, not going to lie, but I don't think that it was not approved. You got to understand Pfizer, they wouldn't mislead their investors with a approval that wasn't really approval, because there's a shitload of stiff penalties that come with that from the financial realm. So it's just, it's weird. It's weird what people are saying and how how one viral claim can go so <whistles> spread like wildfire and people just parrot, they just parrot things, right? Parrot, parrot, parrot. Oh, I heard this. I heard this. Uh, and you get the appeal to authority and the appeal to, you know, everybody's believing it fallacy. So. Uh, moving on from this Pfizer's CEO also saying that a vaccine resistant variant likely to emerge big freaking surprise nobody nobody should be surprised by this and of course they're going to try to roll out a vaccine or a booster dose for the variant the next variant the next variant and then you're going to get some health problems from that booster dose. And then the FDA is going to approve some drug to take care of the side effects you got from the vaccines. But then you're going to get a side effect from that drug. And they're then they're going to approve a new drug for the side effects of that one. And it's just <laughs> Oh, come on, man. But uh, somebody said Dr. Malone's Twitter bio says inventor of mRNA vaccines and RNA is a drug. Interesting that he's coming out now all against this sort of stuff, right? I I don't know. Again, I don't know. Dr. Malone, uh, he said a couple things, and I I didn't necessarily, I don't think it was too clear. Uh, And onward with Pfizer, this, this little factoid here is making waves. So a recent FDA commissioner is actually currently on Pfizer's board of directors. Scott Gottlieb is his name and he was the fda commissioner director the head of the fda whatever their special title is from 2017 to 19 so that's like recent recent that was during the trump years too huh interesting that trump put him in there maybe that was purposeful get him in that position to shine a light on his ass but anyway right after scott gottlieb left in june 2019 left the fda he went to join the board of pfizer yeah He is on the board right now. Talk about revolving door. Talk about conflict of interest much? I don't know. So we got that. Then we also have all these stories coming out in the past week or so. A lot of them. All very similar. And the gist of these stories is that we have somebody in the hospital. They say they have COVID. This version of it that came out yesterday says a COVID ICU patient who is unable to talk, begs friends to get the damn vaccine in harrowing message from hospital. How many different how many different stories like this are we going to get? This is like the fourth or fifth one I've seen in the mainstream media, where you get somebody, they say they have COVID, and then they're in the hospital, and sometimes they're unvaccinated, right? They say they're an unvaccinated person. And then the unvaccinated person who gets COVID is just pleading for everybody to get the shot because, oh, what am I Like, it just seems so manufactured. So manufactured. I would not be surprised if these people are some sort of crisis actors who are getting paid money to do this. It would not surprise me at all. If they are real situations, well, again... How many people think they have COVID or think they had COVID and really don't never did because of a false positive test. And second, ah man, just gaslighting, man, the gaslighting of epic proportions. It can't get any worse than it has been lately. Um, but it probably will. So I'm here for it. It's funny to watch. And then we have luckily in New York, because, you know, it's crazy in New York right now. It's absolutely nuts. They're making people get vaccinated to go freaking do anything. You got to get vaccinated to wipe your ass in New York. Bill de Blasio will come do it for you and give you a little vax card. So in New York, the NYPD's largest police union is vowing to sue over possible COVID vaccine mandates. Uh, thankfully, somebody's going to step up waiting. What we really need are some lawyers who have the smarts and the balls to take on these mandates, the government and these pharma companies, right? Because again, we can go back to that point. The Pfizer-BioNTech shot was approved. So they approved it with clinical trials not being completed at all, correct? Are they still phase two or are they phase three now? Anyway, they're not even near being done. So can we prove a willful negligence in either the media, the pharma companies, or our government trying to bring out the mandates? Can we prove a willful negligence that opens up liability? In fact, I think with these shots being approved, these companies are now opened up to more liability, more liability than they would have had or than they did have when these shots were under the EUA's, the emergency use authorizations. So now that they've been approved, ooh wee, I think that's not good. I think they're actually gonna be opened up to liability that they've never been opened up to before because vaccines before, now, all the vaccines throughout recent decades, you know, it took them five, 10 years to research it, do the studies cross all the t's dot the i's and roll it out so they did it kind of by the books how they're approving these things now not by the books at all because they don't even have the clinical studies done so could it be a trap could it be you know maybe maybe trump's operation warp speed he knew he couldn't do anything to prevent them from rolling these vaccines out so trump said all right screw it you greedy pharma assholes i'm going to allow you guys to roll this thing out so fast that you're going to make so many mistakes doing it, and it's going to come around to bite you guys in the ass. Maybe that maybe that was some of the 5D chess that was going on there too. So yeah, comment here says BioNTech future vax can be sued for liability. Uh, Pfizer current EUA vax can't be sued still. That's the thing. Now that it's approved and that we have, you know, these shots don't might not exactly meet the legal definition of a vaccine because the legal legal definition of a vaccine is that they have to uh, prevent you from getting the disease or something like that. I can't remember the exact wording off the top of my head, but basically, clearly with all the breakthrough cases we're getting of vaccinated people getting COVID, it's not preventing it. So is it legally a vaccine? And with them approving it, of course. But here's one quick... um, Misunderstanding, I'm seeing a lot of people get. They think there's two different vaccines. They think Pfizer has one and BioNTech has one. They work together on the same vaccine, the EUA vaccines and now the approved ones. BioNTech is the mRNA, basically, research group. Pfizer handles the manufacturing for it. BioNTech's a small company. Uh, They they don't have the logistics for manufacturing and distribution, Pfizer does. So it's not that there's two different vaccines. That's what a lot of people are getting misunderstood as well. It's always been... BioNTech and Pfizer. Our approved vaccine now just has a different name, that's it, but it's the same shot. So like, you're right if you say it's the same shot, you're also right if you say it's a different shot now. It's the, it's the same mRNA juice in it, it just has different new vials and a different label. Okay, so a lot of people get confused with the whole labeling licensing thing. Um, you can have two products that have the same contents but be different products because of, you know, the whole licensing labeling jargon. So uh, back into this. Now let's discuss organ, commie organ, getting, uh, oh, <laughs> getting real bad there. <laughs> this is absurd, so check this out. In a video statement posted yesterday, the governor, Kate Brown, of Oregon literally said, this is not hyperbole, this is not, this is real, folks. She made a statement effective this Friday. Everybody in Oregon will be required to wear masks in public outdoor settings regardless of vaccination status. You heard that right. No matter if you're vaxxed or not, outside public places, got to get your shot. What, I, I don't understand, I don't understand this. What constitutes the public space, right? Like, is the sidewalk in front of your house technically public space? So you're in your yard, you're fine, you take one step on the sidewalk, boom, got to put that mask on. And then how, how are they seriously going to enforce this? I've, I'm tempted to drive down to Oregon and just walk around with no mask on. Just, ha ha, screw you, K. Brown. Ha <laughs> ha. What? How would they enforce this? What does this even mean? Uh. Eh, we'll see there. Oregon's population numbers are gonna drop quick. As is Washington's too. Emperor Inslee here made a uh, the mask mandate back into effect so they're all forcing us trying to force us to put masks on to go into stores now but i haven't i haven't they try though next article we've got ivermectin ivermectin on the hot seat good lord every single thing that's natural and cheap and effective that people are trying to reach to look to to heal themselves of course the fda the fraud and death administration as we should call it the fda bans it the media smears it and the pharmaceutical companies well usually they'll like try to patent it so they can make some money on it oh man ivermectin it's such like simple stuff but they're smearing it as being the horse paste and it's very similar the way I'm looking at them attack this, it is, it's very similar to how they're attacking chlorine dioxide, labeling it a bleach. They label chlorine dioxide a toxic drinking bleach and try to brainwash people about it. Same thing here. They smear ivermectin, slandering it as being a horse paste. So people will ridicule it. And we're seeing that happen all across the mainstream media. Uh, difference is that ivermectin has actually been approved uh, by various government agencies uh, and used before for health purposes chlorine dioxide is only used to sanitize they don't want you drinking that at all but uh hopefully this is waking some people up to see that our health care system has never been a health care system it's been a sick care system and that's not recent guys i mean you could go back to the creation of our American Medical Association and uh, FDA and see the names and the families and who was involved in setting up our modern medical system or our Western medicine. Uh, it's, It's never been about healthcare, guys. But with how they are smearing and censoring ivermectin and all these natural treatments and rolling out their vaccines, I mean, good news is that more people than ever are waking up to the reality of these different control systems in our society and especially healthcare and how, oh, just absolutely fucked it is. Earmuffs, but it is, and it it's bad. But the sooner we can wake up to it and the sooner we start taking responsibility for our own health, okay, that's the kicker here, folks. We have to take responsibility for ourselves. That involves education and the use of these things. So, one thing that's funny is uh, you know, you hear in all these advertisements for the vaccine that they want us to consult our doctor about it. And it's like <laughs> who has a doctor these days? Like I don't I don't have a doctor. Screw health insurance. I don't have that. Who's who's really got a doctor these days? A lot of people don't. So, <laughs> they don't really clarify themselves too good whenever they say that. Yes, I agree, Chess Addict, in the comments. Less belief in false authority. False authority is everywhere. Still happening in the uh, alternative media and truth movement, the false uh, false authority things. so you got to be careful. Got to have that self-awareness. Next up, we've got Joe Biden getting his Origins of COVID report. Have you seen this? A report... Uh, is slated to be released, I guess. This came from... Hold on here. Let's read it. A long-awaited report commissioned by President Biden into the origins of COVID has come back inconclusive. <laughs> Big surprise. In part because Beijing refused, refused access to crucial information. And, of course, Joe Biden can't do anything about it because he's Beijing's bitch. Beijing's bitch Biden. I need to put that on a t-shirt. Beijing's bitch Biden. The debate over the origins of the virus that has killed more than 4 million people and not really though, paralyzed economies worldwide. Uh, Let's see here. 90 days ago, Biden ordered a new investigation into the origins of COVID, but that's what I wanted to get to. However, despite Biden's directive that the intelligence community redouble their efforts to untangle the origin debate. The review brought them no closer to the consensus. The officials told the Washington Post, the Washington Post. That's what I wanted to get to. So we had officials familiar with the matter, right? Of course, they're unnamed. They go anonymous. They leak to WAPO the contents of this so-called classified report. And they say, oh, it's inconclusive where COVID came from. So it's, it's manufactured from, from square one. We have the intelligence community leaking to WAPO, which is of course ran by the CIA. Oh, big whoop. It's their own media outlet. So they're leaking to their own media outlet, the contents of the report saying that it's inconclusive where COVID came from. It's like, oh my God, do you see? Do you see how it happens? It's all, it just stays all in their own circles. And then they try to get, there we go, the appeal to authority fallacy right here. Intelligence community, WAPO, fake news coming from Biden. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, it's too funny, man. It is too funny. Does it make you angry? Does it? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just looking at the show and laughing. I, I wouldn't recommend you guys get too upset over all this because it'll be done. It'll be done, you know, in due time. We just have to have some patience. So onward from the COVID mania, the vaccine mandate mania, right? It's almost as if they're trying to distract us with all that while we have audit results and election fraud that we're all trying to expose and all these other things, right? Get everybody talking about the vaccines. It's important to talk about. Don't get me wrong. We got to stand up to these mandates. But very convenient timing with all of this when we were are expecting the audit report maybe later this week or next week or you know soon so there's that onward from this though onward from the covid let's talk about trump trying to uh articles are loading a little slow but everything seems all right no drop frames so far in this live stream so i think this computer can handle it that's good okay so trump is calling on a florida judge uh to help reinstate his youtube channel this is a filing it's an injunctive relief that was filed as part of his class action lawsuit against uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. So his lawyers filed an injunctive relief against YouTube. The Facebook and Twitter ones have not been filed yet. This one is for him to try to get his YouTube channel back. So we'll see, hopefully, right? Maybe he gets his back and then we can start getting ours back. So I'm, I am on this class action lawsuit with them. I've had correspondence with some representatives of the America First Priority Institute. Yeah, America First Priority Institute, AFPI. That's the legal institute that's handling this case. Uh, so, right, right? Get that in front of a Trump-appointed judge or something, or some, like, honest Florida judge. I don't have expectations, but let's be real. We do have a very good case now, much better than we, we've we ever had against big tech because of all the freaking things Jen Psaki's been admitting at the White House. Like literally, oh yeah, we talk to Facebook all the time. Oh yeah, we tell them what to censor. Huh, huh. <laughs> no more section 230 after those comments. Thanks, Psaki. Uh, and funny enough, today YouTube puts out a blog post on their official blog talking about the misinformation on YouTube, and trying to uh, essentially, looks like, cover their ass, and make up some virtue signaling excuse as to why they're doing it. Clockwork, right? We got this, and we got this. Pretty easy to see why they're putting that out. So, we have a few articles left. I've got like, a couple stories, six, six different tabs here to go through. So January 6th, we've got some developments on the select committee to investigate the January 6th attack, insurrection. I hesitate greatly to call it an attack or an insurrection. Let's call it the January 6th FBI frame job at the United States Capitol. So there was a broad records request including to the National Archives for Records of the Trump White House. The following agencies received record demands from the select committee. Mind you, this is the select committee that is staffed by like all a bunch of Democrats. Isn't Adam Schiff on there? And then the only Republicans on this committee are the compromised deep state Republicans. So big surprise here. But look at this. So these are all the agencies that received record requests from this committee. The DOD, Department of Homeland Security, the DOJ, the FBI, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, the National Counterterrorism Center. A lot of organizations. And then look at this list of people they're looking for records on. I kid you not here. Let's see if I can... um, Oh, opposite way. Trying to get this a little bigger. Anyway, you can read that. We've got... Tracy Beans, we've got Brandon Straka, yes, walk away guy, we've got General Flint on there, they've got Alex Jones on this, Scott Pressler, Jack Posobiec, Bryson Gray, like, he's a rapper, he just makes hip-hop songs, and talks shit on Instagram Lives, but they're looking for all the records between Bryson Gray and the friggin' White House, uh, Roger Stone, we've got who else is on this one? Angela Stanton King. Wow. Rogan O'Hanley. I guess they didn't like his haircut or something. Uh, Vernon Jones is on that. There's some other names. Where are the rest of the names? Is that it? Uh. Yeah, there's more, but Doug Logan. I think he's the uh yeah, he's the one a part of Cyber Ninjas handling the audit. <laughs> so it's number one. This is probably very incredibly extremely illegal. So see if they go through with it. Who knows? Uh next up. Speaking of January 6th, NBC is going to be doing an interview with the officer who shot Ashley Babbitt. Yeah. And it's like it's I'm having flashbacks to when Vice interviewed that guy remember that shit when vice interviewed the the uh antifa dude who shot the trump supporter i'm getting flashbacks to that anyway nbc this is lester holt he's doing the interview and they'll go they're going to be airing it tomorrow (laughs) so we know who it is right we know who that capitol police officer is we'll see if they try to roll out somebody else or something but uh yeah, you can expect that to be a topic of conversation tomorrow. Uh, another distraction, right? Another 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 something to suck our attention. A lot of stuff right now trying to suck our attention away from from what's uh what's important out there. Yeah, right. Like what a weird list of people that they're they're trying to get deets about. Bryson Gray? I saw his name. I'm like, "All he does is make make beats and rap but they want all of his communications because they're trying to investigate the origins of the freaking january 6th debacle and then mind you we just get the fbi what two days ago putting out their statement saying oh we couldn't find any evidence of it being calculated and premeditated well shit yeah the fbi is gonna say that because they're the ones that coordinated it so they're trying to cover their own ass by putting out a statement that's saying, oh, no Trump supporters coordinated this. Like, oh, yeah, nice nice little beat around the bush there. Nice straw man you created to <laughs> brainwash the shit out of people about it. Um, all right, onward from this. Now we get into a CNN guest literally saying that Joe Biden has done an extremely good job on Afghanistan he should be congratulated. Clown world for sure. I kid you not, his name is Matthew Dowd. Uh, There he is right there. He, oh man, he, he (laughs) sorry, I just stopped myself there. Uh, I gotta keep it like at least PG-13 sometimes for this. (laughs) I have a really dark sense of humor. And I got to wrangle that in for these live streams because sometimes I, I can't let myself make a joke that's like really bad. And then, you know, they would get that clip and play it all over freaking Twitter. All the blue check marks would love it. But anyway, ugh, CNN, you know, they like to hire guys that show their dick on air. <laughs> so that's oh, you're naked during a Zoom call, jerking yourself off. That's fine. Come work for CNN. That's fine. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Okay, next thing, I got two more stories. Let's talk about the recall election in California. So voter fraud concerns mounting there. It's a tight race, as we're hearing. Voter fraud concerns, of course, are going to mount. They're going to mount in any election we're having anywhere in America now, right? And it's getting weird. So Larry Elder is one guy who's on this recall election. And I saw a photograph of the ballots, right? And Larry Elder is his name and his bubble were placed right on the fold, right on the crease of these ballots. That 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 can't be an accident. That can't be a coincidence. The one guy the one guy they probably don't want to win. They're saying, "Okay, let's let's put his name right on the fold." So then they run all the all those mail-in ballots through And then they have to be adjudicated. And then easily you can have somebody there just going, no, 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 (laughs) no, no. Eyes on, eyes on Cali. And speaking of Larry Elder, uh, looks like the mainstream media is kind of nervous about him basically becoming a front runner. Even the New York Times having to admit it. How did Larry Elder become a front runner in California's governor race? Is that a rhetorical question? I mean, the New York Times treats their readers like they have an IQ of a sixth grader. So they probably aren't writing that as a rhetorical question. But clearly, if you got Larry Elder saying, no, I'm not going to institute mandates, then yeah, you're going to get a lot of support for that. So it's not, it's not tough. Uh, And we even have, look at this, former California Democrat, Democratic Senate leader endorses Larry Elder. Gavin Newsom can't even get support from the people in his own political party in California because he's so greasy and such a slimy pile of shit that the former California Democratic Senate leader is endorsing Larry Elder. So there we go. Somebody said, You mean Bruce Jenner is not a front runner? <laughs> Caitlin. That's Caitlin for you. Uh, no, it looks like Larry Elder is the one that hopefully wins. I'm not, I'm not too familiar with this race. I don't live in California. I don't know who else is running. Uh, there could be a better contender. I don't know if you guys think there's somebody better than Larry. Drop it in the comments. But as what I see, you know, it looks like Larry is sort of our best bet. Uh, Going to be better than Newsom, at least. Let's be real. As long as he ends the mandates there, then that would be great. yeah, the Olympic runner is behind an elder. That's a good comment. The Olympic runner is behind the elder. Uh, And then last thing here to cover, this one is just interesting. Not really controversial or anything, but I don't know. My thoughts on anything seem to be controversial. Shit. Uh, Breakingdefense.com. This article came out a couple of days ago. They had an exclusive saying that the Pentagon is going to be... Unveiling a classified space weapon. The push to declassify an existing space weapon is being spearheaded by General John Hayton, the Vice Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. John Hayton is a former Air Force, or former Air Force General. Uh, he was in the Air Force, so that's probably why he is the one trying to spearhead this declassification initiative. Uh, but let's be real. If the DOD, if the military is going to be declassifying something, that means they've probably had it, especially in terms of space technology like this. They've probably had it for like 30 years, maybe 40, give or take. So I can't imagine it being brand new, and I can't imagine it being anywhere near the best they've got. It's probably a drop in the bucket compared to the best they have, but of course the best and most advanced they have, oh, that's going to be kept in the... Super-duper secret black project, extra compartmentalized. They've got compartmentalization for their compartmentalization. They keep that really locked away. That's probably not going to see the light of day for a while. But let's see what they got here. A super-secret space weapon. It's probably going to be something that is directed energy weapon-based. Probably a space laser. going to be a laser beam. I don't see it being... Yeah, that's probably what it is. Something uh, directed energy weapons based. But it is interesting here, like the way they're writing this. The system in question long has been cloaked in the blackest of black secrecy veils, developed as a so-called special access program known only to a very few, very senior U.S. government leaders. So... This is getting the idea out there that there are super-secret programs, SAPs, that only a few people know about. Like, that's actually pretty incredible. Baby steps, right? Baby steps. I would like to see propulsion technology start to get unveiled, you know, but there There's some deep-state assholes that really don't want that out. <laughs> don't want that out. Um, Interestingly, they use the word cloaked in here, too, yeah? But... Hmm. Hmm, hmm. hmm. Interesting. Yay. And I've been saying this for a few years, like the space force was important for so many more reasons than we were told on the public surface. Like it was a way to basically conglomerate a lot of these special access programs under one military controlled organization, and then use that as a way to slowly disclose this stuff. So, I mean, that was my th- theorizing that I did back in 2019 you know when the space force first got announced so 1819 it's been a few years I've been saying this sort of stuff but uh looks like that that might be the case now we're starting to get this stuff slowly rolled out but of course there's a lot more where that came from and I have my eyes on their limited hangout bullshit because I do not tolerate that so that's what my opinion would be on this. Eyes out for them trying to hoodwink us with any sort of limited hangout disclosure like they've been doing with this UFO initiative in the mainstream media the past nearly nearly four years now. Nearly four years. So that's that. And that's pretty much it for all of it, folks. That's uh, the show that I have for you guys. So I appreciate you watching uh glad i remembered how to like do all this live streaming stuff it's been a minute right go follow me on telegram i'm on telegram i'm on gab and i am on instagram as well and getter and getter okay so for gab getter telegram instagram yes the two g's and the two grams so all those links will be down there below this video in the description or on my website, or any of my Linktree pages, if you can find that, go follow me on those accounts. Pretty please, go subscribe to this channel too, wherever you're watching this video on. Whether it's, let's go through this list, okay? Whether it's BitShoot, Rumble, Odyssey, or Gab TV, that's where my videos go. And then, like I told you guys, live streams will be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Sometime in like the mid afternoon, I think that's the best time frame for me because I wake up before the ass crack of dawn and sometimes even go to bed before the sun goes down. So, <laughs> all right, I'm going to get into chatting with you guys for a few minutes now. If you're watching this on the replay, hopefully you can tune into one of these live streams. Cause I usually do a Q and A for about 15 to 20 minutes after my presentations. Uh, but I cut those usually out of the replays. So anyway, we're going to get into that Q and A now, uh, subscribe, come find these live streams, go follow me on social media. Thanks everybody. I'll see you next time.